breaking news from KXAN News. Thanks for being with us. Breaking news at 5 as Austin police investigate a shooting involving one of their own officers. It all happened this afternoon. And police are at a Northeast Austin apartment complex on Howard Lane. That's where our Brianna Hollis is joining us live. So Bri, exactly what do we know at this point? So we'll know more soon. Police plan to give us an update in about 15 minutes. So in the meantime, I'm going to walk you through what we're seeing right now and what we've heard so far. APD has this entire block on this side of the apartment complex taped off. Their command post is set up here. Several patrol cars as well as crime scene vehicles inside the gate. Even more patrol vehicles and even more crime scene tape as well. We did get a chance to speak with a neighbor. He says he knows the person who was shot but doesn't know them well. He did tell us everything was very chaotic this afternoon afternoon, which matches what we heard on dispatch audio where officers called for additional help with crowd control. Very limited details at this time, but again, that update is going to be at about 515. We're here ready to stream that online for you and we'll also bring you the updates tonight at six. Brett, Jen. Okay, Brianna, much more to come on that. Thank you so much. In other news, a major plant here in Central Texas won't be making much of anything until 2025. According to Bloomberg, Samsung Electronics has delayed mass production plans at its new chip plant in Taylor. And Samsung previously said the factory would start production in the second half of 2024. Among other things, the plant is used to make computer chips, the things that help run your cell phones, cars, and other electronics. Now, this comes as Samsung's biggest rival Taiwan Taiwan the semiconductor manufacturing plant announced that it would postpone production in Arizona until 2025 and the delays are now a setback in President Biden's plan to boost microchip production in America. It's been more than a year since Biden signed the Chips Act into law and it promised $100 billion in support to new semiconductor plants in the U.S. Since then, though, the government has made one grant of only $35 million to just one company. After a weekend of deadly strikes in Gaza, a senior advisor to Israel's prime minister is set to meet with State Department officials at the White House today. And this visit comes after Benjamin Netanyahu vowed to keep fighting until Hamas is destroyed, despite some global calls for ceasefire and large protests in the U.S., demanding an end to the violence. NBC's Chris Ballone reports. After some of the deadliest days in Gaza since the war began, a top advisor to Israel's prime minister is in Washington. Ron Dermer, a former Israeli ambassador to the U.S., meeting with Secretary of State Antony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan at the White House. It comes after the Hamas-run Palestinian Health Ministry says Israeli airstrikes killed at least 100 Palestinians since Christmas, many of them in this central Gaza refugee camp. The violence increasing calls from around the world for a ceasefire the UN says the entire population in Gaza is food insecure and facing famine. The only way we can provide the scale of humanitarian assistance that's needed is, is if the fighting stops, if the, the attacks stop, if we can have safe access to deliver scaled aid. Families of Israelis being held hostage by Hamas heckled Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in the parliament. <laughs> But in a surprise visit to the war zone Monday, Netanyahu remained defiant, telling troops in Gaza, we don't stop, this war continues to the end. This is a tragic, uh, complicated situation, uh, and it's going to get worse. Here in the U.S., protests demanding a ceasefire continue. Police arrested six people during clashes with protesters in New York on Christmas Day. Chris Pallone, NBC News.
Today, Iraq's government condemned overnight U.S. airstrikes there, calling them a clear, hostile act. The attacks killed one serviceman and wounded 18 other people. Mourners carry the coffin of the fighter during the funeral in Baghdad. The retaliatory U.S. airstrikes followed a one-way drone attack earlier in the day by Iran-aligned militants that left one U.S. service member in critical condition and wounded two others. The United States has 900 troops in Syria and 2,500 in Iraq. It says it aims to advise and assist local forces trying to prevent a resurgence of the Islamic State. The U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is expected to head to Mexico tomorrow to talk immigration with officials there. Now, this visit comes as Mexico is seeing an unprecedented surge of migrants. Mexican officials say they detected 680,000 migrants moving through the country in the first 11 months of 2023. At around 6,000 people, a migrant caravan that set out Sunday was the largest one since June 2022. The Mexican government has already said it is willing to help to try to block those migrants from crossing Mexico. The search continues for a missing pregnant woman. Savannah Soto was last seen on Friday in Leon Valley. That's a city on the northwest side of San Antonio, and she was supposed to be induced that very day. But reports say she failed to show up at the hospital. She was last seen in a gray 2013 Kia Optima with a temporary tag 4289D57 and a permanent one of TRC 9447. Soto is five feet one inch tall and has both brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Leon Valley Police Department. Well, a winter storm is bringing gusty winds and some really heavy snow to parts of South Dakota today. Weather officials up there urge residents to avoid traveling if possible. A blizzard warning is in effect for up to 18 inches of snow and wind gusts, you can hear them, reaching 60 miles an hour. Meanwhile, over in Kansas, it was a white and very cold Christmas. The National Weather Service reported an air temperature dropping to 23 degrees and northwest wind gusts reaching 40 miles an hour. You bet that led to a cold wind chill wind chill temperatures in that area reach six degrees the freezing weather there is causing danger on the road for some knocking 18 wheelers off the road and icing over car windshields you can see that snow still falling live this evening on our radar not in texas but in wichita kansas and the eastern colorado plains meanwhile back here at home the cool north wind on the underside of that system has really led to some chilly temperatures this morning we almost saw a freeze officially at camp mabry it was 33 nearly 10 degrees colder than normal by the way that 33 was cold than Minneapolis by one degree, colder than Chicago by seven degrees. This 33 was not that abnormal here in Texas, but these are abnormally warm temperatures in much of the Great Lakes and Northern Plains. Live in southeast Austin, we've got a little south wind that warm temperatures slightly today. Overall, still long sleeves weather 58 under sunny skies on the Whittlesey Landscape Supply Camp. Coming up, we're taking a closer look into that blizzard in the plains and how it affects our nighttime temperatures through the rest of the week. We've also got a first stab at your New Year's Eve plans coming up. All right, David, thank you. Today is a really big day for the Texas State Bobcats football team. They're playing in their first ever bowl game right now, and they're currently taking on Rice in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, and that's in Dallas. Now, this season marks a major turnaround for the Bobcats. Their latest head coach, G.J. Kinney, took over a program that hadn't won more than five games in the season in almost a decade. Now, the Texas State administration is so pleased with his work that last week they extended Kinney's contract 
contract through the 2028 season, and we're told the score is 7-7, and it is in the first quarter, Brent. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and tomorrow the Longhorns are on their way to New Orleans for their first ever playoffs. Now, if you want to see them off, you can. The buses depart at 11.30, but photo opportunities begin an hour earlier at 10.30. They'll head out from DKR Memorial Stadium down San Jacinto before heading out to New Orleans. UT says fans are encouraged to cheer the team on from the sidewalk. It's free to get there, free parking at the Trinity Street Garage. Okay, well, Christmas may be over, but the debt from buying presents is still looming for a lot of people. According to financial experts, people want to keep their current lifestyles, but are having to deal with inflation. And those experts say that is where credit card debt is getting higher and higher. Xavier Walton dug into what's going on. According to financial experts, the cost of living obviously going up, inflation going up, but then also people want to keep up with their current lifestyle as well. And then you mix in the holiday shopping season. I know it's over, but people put a lot of money on their credit cards. Across the country, credit card spending was actually up in the third quarter at major banks. That includes 9% at J.P. Morgan and Chase, the nation's largest bank, and 15% at Wells Fargo. Consumers also reportedly taking longer to pay their bills and putting everything from food to even college tuition on credit cards. You know, financial experts say right now consumers are even, you know, they're dipping into their savings. In fact, we're now seeing a lot of people even tapping into their retirement funds. We've seen a lot of data showing that some people are either taking emergency or hardship loans from their 401k or their 403b plans uh, on the job, or that they've just outright taken loans from their retirement funds, which is another indication that they're using up their savings. Another factor financial experts point to is uh, the rise in post-pandemic pricing, the cost of groceries, rent, everything you're seeing here, electricity and gas all going up. And then on the contrary, you have companies, banking companies saying that deposits are actually down compared to years past. Deposits reportedly down 3% at JP Morgan, 5% at Citigroup, that's in the personal banking unit. Then you have Wells Fargo, 10% in their consumer banking unit. And listen to this, as much as 31% in the wealth management unit. And one tip from financial experts that I keep hearing over and over um, is to stop digging when it comes to debt. What does that mean? Essentially stop swiping the credit card and digging yourself deeper and deeper into a hole. Well, coming up, a major roadblock for a new prospective member of NATO is gone. Why it's looking more likely that Sweden will join the alliance. A major roadblock for Sweden joining NATO has officially been removed. The Turkish Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee gave consent to Sweden's bid to join NATO on Tuesday. Turkey, who is a NATO member, has previously delayed ratifying Sweden's application for more than a year, accusing the country of being too lenient toward groups that Turkey regards as threats. Sweden decided to seek protection under NATO's security umbrella after Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February of last year. Sweden's accession protocol protocol will now need to be approved in the General Assembly. Well, coming up, a spike in holiday spending could show some positive change in the economy, what the uptick means for the Lone Star State. No rain today on the 26th of December, and I think this is the way we end the old year of 2023. No rain in sight this week. After some heavy rain on Christmas Eve day, though, we've actually had about two and a half inches this month in town, a wetter than normal December all of a sudden. We'll be back with your first warning forecast looking toward New Year's Eve after this. 
Well, this holiday season, consumer spending nationwide spiked and a positive sign for the economy. A report from MasterCard found retail revenue rose 3% over last year, calling it a return to pre-pandemic spending trends. And it's good for Texas tax revenue as well. Our Ryan Chandler breaks it all down for us. Day after Christmas, the stores are still buzzing. Spending spree propping up big business and local shops alike. Boston's Waterloo Records. This month, Texas is sending more than a billion dollars back to cities and local sales taxes, slightly more than last December, and a positive sign for the state economy. Last month, sales taxes totaled more than $4 billion, about 4% higher than last year. That's the largest source of state funding and a major contributor to this year's $33 billion surplus. And that extra cash is starting to fuel some more positive thinking among Texas voters. I think if you're looking for good news going into the new year, we are beginning to see a little bit of easing up of people's negative attitudes towards the economy. Uh, views of the economy have just been dismal. In October, the Texas Politics Project found 47% of Texas voters felt worse off financially than a year ago. This month, that number dropped a bit to 40%. 35% of people said they're doing about the same as last year, and about one in four said they're doing better. What we saw was at least some slight improvement in a few of our indicators, which means that I think the lag that we see in improvements in the economy is beginning just a little bit to affect voters' views, so happy holidays. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, we're wrapping up another 50-something degree day. We made it to 59 today in Austin, cooler than normal by December standards. It's 57 right now with just a few beautiful high clouds here on the West Shore Home Cam at West Campus right here on the roof of KXAN. One thing I've got my eye on this week, even with the beautiful weather, I should say especially with the beautiful weather, is cedar. Cedar is trending higher with the dry, breezy weather. And this time of year with weather like this, which we'll continue to see all week, Cedar counts tend to go up. We'll keep you advised. We had some high clouds in here this morning. Most of those have cleared off to the south and east. This is keeping us cool underneath the influence of a huge low pressure system. Big storm bringing blizzard warnings, which we showed you at the top of the newscast from northeastern Colorado into the Dakotas and Nebraska. Out ahead of this system, though, this is why Austin was warmer than Minneapolis and Chicago this morning. Warm air flowing far northward through the Great Lakes. Just liquid rain from Raleigh, North Carolina, out toward the UP of Michigan. This storm system does not move much for the next 24 to 48 hours, so we will stay under this influence of dry, cool, northerly flow up high in the atmosphere. This serves to keep skies clear and keep cool air coming. We actually have an actual little cool front blowing through rain-free, and you probably won't even notice early Thursday. Behind it, though, cool winds keep blowing, and that's why we've got some really cold mornings and nice, cool, sunny days continuing for the last week of 2023. That northerly flow also why we don't expect any more rain this year for the next six days, which actually takes us through January 1st as well. Dry weather looks to continue, although it may change after that. Get to that in a moment. Let's talk about who is going to freeze and win. Once the sun goes down tonight, it will be cold, but not as cold as last night. Many of us saw frost on the grass when we woke up this morning, but we'll be about five degrees warmer, I think, tonight than we were last night. That means upper 30s in Austin, but some rural areas, especially in the northern hill country, may see a light freeze. 
Tomorrow afternoon, these south winds are erased. North winds blow back in, which keep temperatures in check. Some of us don't rise out of the upper 50s. Then here comes that little cool front we discussed. Temperatures slightly colder with more rural areas seeing a freeze on Thursday morning. Friday morning, though, as that next push of cool air is most firmly entrenched, many areas outside of downtown Austin and downtown Austin itself will be close, may see another light freeze. So in rural areas continuing tonight and in Austin, maybe on Thursday night, Friday morning, let's protect the four P's. Think about your pets, pipes, plants, and people anytime we see a freeze in Central Texas. Let's fast forward to next weekend. New Year's Eve plans on Sunday night. They look like a largely continuation of the current weather pattern. Cold and breezy with mostly clear skies. Another dry cool front could be pushing through just as the clock strikes 12. We're thinking 46 degrees by midnight, but of course, stay tuned for updates. It is only Tuesday. Tonight's forecast, beautiful full moon under clear skies, variable winds under 10 miles an hour. It'll be cold, 38 in town by morning. A nice day tomorrow with the northwest wind and dry air, 62 is what we're calling for for the forecast high. Here comes that next push of cool air, though. High temperatures jacket-worthy in the 50s Thursday and Friday, 33 on Friday morning in town, awfully close to a widespread freeze. After a brief warm-up on New Year's Eve, up to 70, here comes another push of cool air for the new year. Rain chances begin on January 2nd and may continue at times with a wetter period expected January 3rd through 9th. David, thank you so much. A lawsuit against a major social media site is officially moving forward. What X is accused of doing? News Nation is on the move with the largest week-to-week -week growth among all cable news networks with the biggest audiences yet, day and night. Trust News Nation for news that is fair, fearless, and respectful to all. Our audience is growing for a reason. Thank you for making News Nation the fastest-growing cable news network in the country. To watch News Nation, go to joinnn.com and see why News Nation is news for all America. Right now, blizzard conditions, travel delays, and flight cancellations on this day after Christmas, plus the growing number of attacks on the nation's bus drivers and what some cities are doing to protect them, ahead on Nightly News. Well, the Powerball jackpot continues to rise after no tickets hit the top lottery prize for Monday's Christmas Day drawing. So the prize, now $685 million for tomorrow's drawing. But that's only for winners who choose to take their riches through an annuity paid annually over 29 years. Not so bad, though, if you ask me. Winners can instead opt for cash, which is currently estimated at $344.7 million. That's before taxes. This is the fourth Powerball jackpot to exceed half a billion dollars this year. The Powerball jackpot was previously won on October 11th when a ticket in California won a $1.765 billion grand prize. Now, historically, there have been only three Powerball jackpots won on Christmas. A federal judge ruled a lawsuit against X, formerly known as Twitter, will move forward. X is accused of not paying out bonuses to staff after Elon Musk took over, despite reassurances. Now, according to the lawsuit, employees were told the bonuses were cut in half, but even then they weren't paid. Major companies like Disney have paused advertising on the platform. After accusations, the platform doesn't do enough about anti-Semitism and conspiracy claims. Coming up a little later on KXAN, we have Night Court at 7, Extended Family at 7.30, followed by The Weakest Link at 8, and then an episode of Found at 9, and then we're back here at 10 o'clock for KXAN News.